Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppin. Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Hey, everybody, it is a Fish Fry Friday. Pat and I are with you to get you to the weekend. It's been a week. And hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Um, why are you seeing that exactly? Well, I'm Catholic number one. That's a that's a very uh. Y- yeah, but that's usually a celebratory type thing. What uh, what are you celebrating? I'm glad you asked. Uh huh. The Supreme Court of the United States of America, hashtag, uh, elect us, win the courts, um, has stayed the Biden administration's attempted vaccine mandate through OSHA. Stayed it. Bye-bye, ding-dong, that is dead. Why? Because the indication of that stay... Not just a 5-4 vote, by the way, Pat. A 6-3 to three vote. 6-3. to three. Who Who is number 6? So you had Roberts, Kavanaugh, Alito. Uh-huh. You had Thomas, Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett. Uh-huh. The, the alleged 6 conservative justices on the Supreme Court finally did something right. So you're right in that um, they they got this right, and I'm glad they did. 
But you also realize in the same breath they decided to uphold the mandate for health care. Pat, 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 we'll get into that. Hold your freaking horses. I, I, I'm just saying you're celebrating hold on one hand. But your the, horses. At the same, in the same pull breath. Pull the reins they, they, up, they pat, pat, pull the reins up, pull the reins up, one thing at a time. Just, I'm just one. Saying. Thing at a dang time. Now, so a six to three decision to stay the lower court, right? So the sixth court of appeals um, had lifted the original stay of the fifth court of appeals. And um, now the Supreme Court is sin. With the SEC taking Texas and Oklahoma, we, right. we don't know that yet. My guess is that it doesn't happen until the twenty twenty three season. Uh, from what I from what I looked up on it, Texas and Oklahoma don't join the SEC until twenty twenty five. Well, that is your technicality because they don't want to break the contract, right? With, right. But if both sides, so what I have been told from sources um, that still exist in inside the college football world that it's very likely that there will be an agreement reached so that all parties by 2023 are being are able to switch it out and that after that has been settled we will see that college football expansion talk ramp back up because they tabled it again but pat for those who um like entertainment I did put down a dollar on your Buckeyes because the burden is on the employer to pay for that. They're not going to want to do that. So they're going to highly encourage the jab, yada, 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 yada. You, all the information we know about it not working, not being effective. There is literally no difference between somebody who has never gotten COVID-19 and somebody who um, has the jab right now. No difference. By the way, um, a very prominent medical um, group, a group that was heavily involved with the NCAA, with um, Major League Baseball, with the NFL, and recent testing policies, and really testing and policies around COVID-19 all the way around. Not involved with the Big Ten, though, by the way. Um, but they have noted that we are likely to be past the peak and heading completely backwards in a good way down the hill of these testing numbers and of the case numbers and all this other stuff in about two weeks. We're going to be done with it. Now, will societies like uh, New York and Chicago veteran versus what? was going on early this season in which they were still finding their way. You also have a Braylon Allen at running back who is an absolute beast. He's kind of like Derrick Henry. Only I think he's faster than Henry is. And then you've got um, the quarterback situation here with Graham Mertz, right? Who knows what jump he makes or doesn't make. And that's the, the caveat as to why I don't think they're necessarily a realistic opportunity to play for something like that. 
But hey, a dollar. I I would definitely bet on you to win the Big Ten West. Yeah, I would I would bet on us to win the Big Ten West over Minnesota and, and Iowa this year. Um, well, it's yeah, not going to be mean, as I, easy as I think, but um, yeah. I, and I don't know how many people Minnesota have coming back next year, but but Iowa well, they have most think, of their running backs coming back because most of them were hurt. <laughs> that's true, but I I think I think with Iowa though they have no offense. None. So they might have a decent defense, but like they have no way to really move the ball. So I just, I just don't see um, unless Minnesota is actually good again. Like I don't see anyone else winning the, the big 10 West other than, than uh, Wisconsin. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and I think it's going to be a good battle between you, Michigan and Michigan, Michigan state. state. Cause I don't think Penn state, Without Sean Clifford, because Clifford is a, is he a junior or a senior? He, no, he's he's Sean Clifford's coming back next year. Okay, so put them in the mix as well, mm. and then Indiana could be intriguing because they they picked up the quarterback from Missouri. Yeah, they're they're the dark the horse of the Big but, Ten East. But people are not here for our love of the Big Ten and and the teams right, within right. the Big Ten. They're here for us to tell them what's up. And Pat, have you ever had this feeling of? No bleep Sherlock in your life. Where Many have you times. been? Many ever, times. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like we're on that train and it is just steaming down the track right now. I, I don't know about you. Uh, do you feel that? I mean, th- that that has been 2022 so far, hasn't it? Because um, on Sunday... Now, I want to preface this by saying, Pat, what are what are the three things when we talk about COVID, okay? What are the three things that I have always stipulated about COVID and have always made the focal point of anything when we've talked COVID? What are three things that might be principles of all of this talk, if you will? Um, So like, like, I guess to clarify, are, are we talking like uh, the principles around getting or, or like with COVID? No, 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 no. Like, so like data analysis wise and um, figuring out COVID wise. Well, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll give them to you. How about that? Okay. Okay. Number one is garbage data in garbage data. Garbage out. data. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Consult your doctor. Right. Number three, this has been a man-made virus leaked from the Wuhan lab. It, well, yeah, because it's it came from gain-of-function research. That has been our contention and our principles and our guiding lights, if you will, throughout all of this, right? Follow. Right. If you see garbage data coming in, ignore it because what you're going to get out of garbage data coming in is garbage data on the backside. A, a result, an analysis of that data is going to be fundamentally flawed. <clears throat> Pat, um, what did Rochelle Wolinsky, the, the head of the CDC, admit to this weekend? That uh, 75% of all deaths had four or more comorbidities. 
Huh. So what you're telling me is that um, people with significant risk of dying from any virus or thing are susceptible to dying from this virus. Uh, th- that's what that sounds like. Yes. Was it the virus that killed them or the comorbidities? My guess is it's going to be the comorbidities. So. Well, let me rephrase. The comorbidities in conjunction with the virus. Right. The virus by itself didn't kill them. Mm-hmm. It, it it worked with the comorbidities and that's what. And then what was the second part of what she admitted? Because there's two things. That we're not counting it right. Exactly. And I have always made this contention that, again, garbage data in equals garbage data out. Why are we counting deaths with COVID, right? Why are we counting hospitalizations with COVID? We have to separate the data out. We have, in order for us to to understand a mitigation policy as to whether or not it's working, right? We have to understand things like, did this person die with COVID and were they va- vaccinated, right? And, and I use that term loosely. I, I shouldn't even be using that term. It's jabbed. These are not vaccines. In any way, shape, or form, in any definition that we have ever used in the entire history of our country. Until just now, because we had to change the definition to fit the narrative. And that's fine. You can do that. But in reality land, Pat, the issue in front of us is that we are potentially overinflating by magnitudes of 10, 20x, the number of people that have actually been dying. And as a result of that, my question is, does that or does that not change what we would do to mitigate um, these efforts? If we knew that a quarter of the data was absolutely, utterly wrong, so a quarter of of 870,000, right, is what, roughly? A quarter of 870,000? That's going to be like 235. Yeah, roughly 217, let's say. (laughs) Take 217,000 people off of that number, and what does that look like to the American populace? Do you think the panic porn sets in at that grade of a level? Let's say it's a it's a third. Let's say hell it's half. We have no way of knowing anymore, right? Right. Because we would have to go back in time and list out all the the, the things around every single one of these deaths. And that's not humanly possible because the coroner the coroner's office is not doing checks on every one of these people as they die. It's just not happening. Well, speaking of of garbage data, do you remember that data set I sent you the other night? Yeah. So this this came from a family member of mine, and they were talking about how Omicron is not no walk in the park, that that hospitalizations are at an all-time high. 
right? Right. And I looked at that and I said, well, how many, how many of these are actually there because of COVID or they're of something else besides COVID, but then happened to get COVID either being there or been tested for it while they were there? Right? I mean, we even have the governor of, of the state of New York now demanding that their their version of the CDC start stratify, stratifying the data that way, right? Okay, so you entered the hospital. Is it because of COVID or did you incidentally get trapped in because everybody gets a freaking COVID test when they walk into the hospital? Right, right. Which I mean, is the most ridiculous the part- thing, by the way. Mm. It is absolutely ridiculous. Are are you getting an influenza test every time you walk into the hospital? Are you getting a test for TB? Are you getting tested for polio, measles? No. You don't get tested if you don't actually have symptoms. That's the point, right? But but here's the other part of that. Like like we look at all of these these COVID cases and issues right now. My, My other question is, is like in terms of like deaths, is like, how how many of those were from hospital protocols, bad hospital protocols, rather than just COVID? You know, how many of that, how much of that was the hospital refusing different, trying different kinds of treatments like ivermectin? How much of that? Oh, like, like, do not, I know that very personally, Pat? We're we're not we're not looking at like like we're we're continuing to push the panic porn. This is what this person was doing is that they were they were pushing the panic porn on me. And I'm like. You're not asking questions like mm-hmm. you're just taking the data that they're putting in front of you and you're not asking like instead of asking like like this is what I had to explain to, I had to explain to a few family members of mine. I'm like instead of just taking the data that they're giving you and what it's showing you, ask yourself what this data is not showing you. Yeah. And <laughs> because like then, then you're going to start being able to read in between the lines. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but so they admit that up to 75% of these hospitalizations, right, are for people who have had not one, not two, but three or four comorbidities. And so they admit that the, the people who are dying are likely dying, not because of COVID, right? They, so that's been our contention all along, right? Is that right? It's people that are our mitigation efforts have been focused wrongly, right? Our mitigation efforts should have been focused on protecting the vulnerable populations as best as we can. And those are the people with multiple comorbidities, right? People who have diabetes, who are overweight, who have already cardiac issues or respiratory issues, right? If you are somebody who's asthmatic, overweight, has diabetes, you need to protect yourself from this because it can be very, very deadly for you, right? Right. Because of the things that are happening to you. And we should be focusing in on healthy lifestyle choices, right? Getting yourself into good shape, um, good vitamin nutrients, right? You can do that through food, by the way. You don't have to take supplements necessarily. You can do it through good food. But maybe that should have been our focus, right? How do we how do we mitigate it within uh, our total population, but then also find a way to, to help those vulnerable populations as best we can? And the best way that we could have done that 
is through through the therapeutics that are out there right now, right? Because it it allows them the best possible protection. It that is the truth, right? If you are in a vulnerable population, it is worthwhile taking the risk. It's a risk benefit, and we've talked about this over and over and over and over and over and over again. But the second contention outside of garbage data in, garbage data out, was what, Pat? Consult your doctor. Yep. Again, healthy lifestyle choices, right? Um, What does your doctor recommend? And more importantly, what protocols are out there that could help you if you do get stuck in a bad situation when it comes to this virus, right? And if your doctor doesn't know the good protocols or the right protocols, switch your doctor. You need to... You need to, you have to be comfortable with those protocols too. Right. Mm. And then thirdly, our contention has been that this came from, this was man-made. This was not from some wet market in Wuhan, China. This wasn't jumped from animal to human. This was created in a lab and likely leaked by accident not by some nefarious means, which is an important differentiation from a lot of the MAGA forever types who seem to believe that somehow this was China, China's bioweapon on the world, right? No. This likely leaked by accident, and once you leak something like this, there's no stopping it. Why? Because they hadn't yet reverse-engineered it. Well, Pat... um. Guess what happened last night into this morning? Uh, did, 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 did the Wuhan lab leak another virus? No. Um, <clears throat> Thank goodness. <laughs> Dr. Fauci was proven to be a liar, of which we already knew. Yeah. Okay. How is that news? Um, well, Project Veritas released a brand new report announcing that they have obtained U.S. military documents proving that Dr. Anthony Fauci lied to Congress. The document, t- uh, dated August 13th, 2021, is titled, quote, SARS-CoV-2 Origins Investigation with U.S. Government Program Undisclosed do- A Right to Privacy That Somehow Exists in the United States Constitution. That we largely believe is made up, right? There right. is no, those words do not exist in the Constitution of the United States of America. If you were to do a search of privacy inside the United States Constitution, it doesn't exist. And it sure as hell was a concept available to the framers of our Constitution and to the writers and to those who ratified and amended the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as Matchlap pointed out, there are three justices who believe that there is a right to privacy in the Constitution somewhere. Right? Right. Does that right to privacy not exist then for people um, when it comes to vaccines? You're damn skippy, it does. Hmm. Now, here's why I think this is a bad argument, because you are now seeding the ground of there's a right to privacy in the United States Constitution. Now, do I get the point that Matt Schlapp is trying to make here? Yeah. It's that they're hypocrites, right? 
They believe right. that this right to privacy exists in the Constitution, but it's only applicable to one circumstance and one circumstance only. They're not willing to apply it to every aspect of bodily autonomy, right? Because that's where the right to privacy really exists in Roe versus Wade. If you read the decision and its convoluted logic, it's more convoluted, I would argue, in its constitutional logic than what John Roberts did to get Obamacare to go through, right? Right. Because what would because the argument has always been, or was always, this isn't a tax, this isn't a tax. And then John Roberts made it a tax. <laughs> right. But, so for us, if we believe that this right to privacy is made up in, the, in Roe versus Wade, does that conversely mean that a right to privacy doesn't exist medically? And that's my question here, because, because what Matt Schlapp is basically saying is that these people believe in a right to privacy in the Constitution, therefore they must apply this. Is No. That's my contention, is that you can't think that way. You can't have that, because then the logical conclusion is that if you on the other side believe that that right doesn't exist, what power does the Supreme Court then have to say that this mandate can't exist? Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Do you see the I, fallacy in, in the logic? Because if you apply it consistently across both the affirmative and the negative, you have a problem mm. with the logical conclusions here. Now, correctly, what they are indicating they will eventually fully rule on, Pat, is that Congress never authorized and gave the power. And the power to do these types of things must come directly from Congress. If it is even constitutional. So here's here's my question. Then you then you're then you're ultimately throwing this back to Congress, right? I mean, that's kind of the signal that that the Supreme Court is is now sending, right? Because what they they're not ruling on the merits of the vaccine versus whatever. They're simply right, saying, I understand that constitutionally, this cannot happen. And I fully agree with them, by the way. I think this is the right way to rule on this because you don't have to get into the weeds of efficacy and all that other stuff. And Pat, I think you were about to say something here. Well, yeah. So uh, before we were rudely interrupted by the uh, break for Mojo Five-O, um, my, I was going to ask this. So, so they're they're there's they're signaling to Congress that Congress needs to make a decision on this. That this is this is in the purview of Congress to either pass a law or nothing. So um, that's not what they're saying, Pat. Okay. Okay. So that, I want that's, you, that's, I want to be I clear to clarify. on that. That's yeah. why I wanted to clarify. No, that okay. is not what they're saying. What they are saying is that Congress must explicitly give them the powers within their mandate from Congress, okay? Because OSHA and every other federal agency exists vis-a-vis mandate from Congress, okay? Right. What they are saying is that in that mandate, this vaccine mandate doesn't exist. They have never once given them the power to dictate 
personal healthcare choices outside of the workplace within OSHA and within CMS. Okay, so what they're trying to to signal to Congress is that if you want to do that, you must go through the proper channels. You must now create a new law that, or a new, not a law, but a new mandate that can be passed for the existence of OSHA. And in that new mandate must then include this power to broadly regulate. Now, that doesn't mean that if they do that vis-a-vis Congress, that it will stand. That's the that's the key, right? And I think that's where you were kind of going, right? So what if right. Congress what if Congress just passes it? That doesn't mean that the Supreme Court won't then take this case back up and rule that they cannot and will not have that power. Right. I'm just saying it becomes a very different case at that point, though, right? <clears throat> right. Um, right. And and that's why that's why as we referred to this case as a compromise, right? And that's why I brought up John Roberts ruling in the uh, majority for the uh for the OSHA case because he knew that we could that he could stay this and indicate the more narrow as he stays this now they can rule more broadly right they can rule more fully but Roberts is the one who gets to to define the terms of what they're ruling on right right he wants this to be a more technical decision okay and by doing so they eliminate any political blowback because what they're going to tell the American people and what they're going to signal to Congress is, hey, look, we have a process, right? We have a, we have a federal system. We have a process that must be followed if you want to do this, right? And, and that is kind of what, ironically, what you and I have been screaming about forever, that if you want to do this, do this vis-a-vis the right constitutional manner. You, We've been seeing executive orders after executive orders after executive orders, all to end around Congress and its power to create, make, or not make law, right? Right. And so well, that is exactly what they're they're deciding on here. And I think when you see the full decision, that's what we will see. And I have no problem with that, by the way, Pat. I have absolutely no problem with that decision. Now, I think they punt or punted on making the more broad point that no employer, that no agency has a right to mandate something like this. They don't. You're right, they don't. But so okay. Let me let me let me ask this. Mm-hmm. So they're telling Congress that there's a specific way that they must go about doing this if they want to do it. Right. They're not telling them that. The Constitution tells them that. Well I okay, okay. To be clear. So do you think that Congress is going to attempt? No. <laughs> no way in hell. Not in an election year, number one. And number two, not as divided. I mean, think about this, Pat. You would have right. to accumulate enough Republicans to overcome a filibuster. 
What Republicans yeah. outside of Mitt Romney and Mitt Romney are going to go with this? Susan Collins? No. No? Okay. No. I just nope. Lisa Murkowski? No, no, no. I just wanted to just wanted to because like, I kind of lump him in with that group. Susan Collins. All right. Um no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you have Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, and I think you have about a half a dozen who see this as hold up. No, 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 no. We do not want to go down this road. Because there are enough of the non leftists within the United States Senate that will filibuster the ever loving crap out of this thing. Now, go to the congressional side of things, Pat. The majority is really narrow. Are you going to pick enough Republicans to overcome all of those people who are up for re-election in their districts? Not in an election year. And they'll never pass it. They will never, ever touch this. Ever. You want to see the people revolt. This This will be the case. And I want you to think about the revolt doesn't have to be violent, right? It's really right. simple. The truckers park their asses on the side of the highway and never deliver your goods. See how that works for Congress, right? Yeah, That's where the true, ironically, it is the truckers of the country that hold all the cards here. <laughs> they do. They do. You know, right. the people really that... Um, the haughty totty, the elite of Washington, D.C., K Street, and everywhere else inside Washington, D.C., thumb their noses at, look down upon, see as the unwashed, uneducated masses, right? Who hold all the power, right? Hashtag bear shelves Biden. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Pat. I, w- I went to Walgreens the other day because we were running low on our, our cough drops here in the house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I just happened to be there for other, uh, a quick, I had to pick up a quick uh, card or whatever too, right? Uh-huh. There was one choice and one choice only of cough drops. Ooh. Please tell me it was at least a decent flavor. No, no, uh-uh. No, so it didn't get them. I just ordered the cough drops on Amazon, that's all. That's still dumb. Yeah, and and uh, two weeks ago, I went to go to the store. Uh, went to go to the grocery store. Store number one didn't have the type of uh, of lettuce that my wife wanted. Okay, it's arugula. Not that uncommon, right? Right. Store number one didn't have it. Is from his cellmate in the deepest depths of prison. Yeah, I I can't agree more with that. I I really can't. Now, Pat, I think it's time. For us mm. to play the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Let's play. Please finish that sentence because that was weird. 
Finish what sentence? Let's play. Yes. Do you have a van, Pat? Is it windowless? No. Okay, because that was creepy. Okay. Let's play. (laughs) That's that's not any less creepy. But having said that, um, here is today's headline. Okay. Pfizer promises Omicron vaccine will be ready in time for their Q1 earnings report. Again, the headline, Pfizer promises Omicron vaccine will be ready in time for their Q1 earnings report. Is that the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about that headline, I, I recommend that you continue to try to prepare yourself by going to preparewithmojo50.com. Again, that's preparewithmojo50.com. Check out the fine folks at My Patriot Supply. Folks, this is a help in a hedge. This is helpful for the next 25 years of your life. It's also a hedge against rising inflation, against all of those things. Because let's say you can't afford the $6 a pound for hamburger, right? For, for, bur- you know, for regular meat, right? Let's say you can't afford that the way that you used to, or you can't afford, I don't know, a gallon of milk or a half gallon of milk costing you $7, right? I mean, I know some families that go through a gallon of milk a day, Pat. I had a roommate that would do that. Ugh. I, I don't know how they can do that. And it was whole milk, too. Ugh. So, no. And for me, um, the only way I can drink milk is uh, I have to do the grass-fed variety. Which, by the way, you should be doing anyway because of, of how enzymes in corn break down in, versus uh, break down in cow and human intestines. They, the cow passes on the corn enzyme to you as a human being. And do you know that the corn enzymes don't break down in a human body? Uh, I, I did not. Corn does not break down. It gives nutrients, but it doesn't break down in the human body. Is that why so many of us are so fat? No. It's why okay. a lot of people have problems with drinking milk. It has nothing to do with being lactose intolerant or anything else. It has to do with the fact that uh, we switched from grass feeding cows to cheaply feeding them to get them to market, right? To get so we're gonna feed them leftover corn or spent grains, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just letting them be grass fed like they used to be. Most people, if they switched to grass fed milk, would be better off. But hey, that's neither here nor there. My whole point in all that is that. It's really expensive. So this can be a hedge. Maybe one last time, you know, you you have a couple of extra meals that are out of this per month. You know, go to preparewithmojo50.com. Check it out. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to ask you to check it out. But again, go to preparewithmojo50.com. All right. Do you need the headline one more time, Pat? Yeah, one more time. Okay. Well, Pfizer promises Omicron vaccine will be ready in time for their Q1 earnings report. Is this the B or not the B, Pat? See, I'm going to go with the the B because it's, it's not there's never been a specific vaccine for a specific variant. I think that's the dead giveaway. So I want I want to go with the Babylon B final answer. Well, Pat, they actually have been saying that they are going to come out with a new version of the vaccine that will be resistant, quote unquote, to Omicron. 
So are you sure? I, I know they've been saying that, but but I don't think it's going to be an Omicron vaccine per se. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're thinking the way that you're thinking because, uh, yes, this is the Babylon Bee. I thought so. During their monthly shareholder meeting, Pfizer announced that an updated vaccine for the Omicron variant will be ready in time for the Q1's earning report. Quote, we are committed to the longevity of this company, said Pfizer CEO Derek Pfizer. (laughs) As they say in the vaccine business, if you're not jabbing, you're lagging. (laughs) We understand that endless new vaccines are critical to our bottom line ever since I bought that giant space yacht. Pfizer stockholder Bill Gates expressed some confusion that the vaccine wasn't already available. Quote, I know I'm not a doctor, but I sort of invented Windows. It can't be that hard. (laughs) Pfizer's leadership remained firm. We need to maintain our rigorous testing standards, but we still should be in good shape if we skip animal testing and go straight to children. You can't make an omelet unless you break a few eggs, I always say. I invented that phrase, interjected Gates. According to sources, a loud audible sigh could be heard over the audio feed. Can we hear from some stockholders who aren't Bill Gates, asked Derek Pfizer. Several members of Congress proceeded to ask if adding some masks would make the vaccine work better. Members of the (laughs) Pfizer board, speaking remotely from quarantine yachts off the coast of New York, were in agreement that masks were not the same thing as vaccines, and you can't mix the two. But they'd ask officials in China to be sure. Quote, we get most of our ideas from them, said one board member. (laughs) Oh, Lord almighty. Wow. All right. So, Pat, um, we ha- we haven't told our audience what we're going to be doing here in the second half of the program uh, beyond talking about, uh, my God, April of 2020 is calling and I want all of my information back. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the Coppin show and the Patoni show are uh, wanting their shows back from April of 2020 because when we were calling out all of this BS then. It, it sort of ticks me off, but it also makes me laugh because I've spent – and it makes me want to cry too because I've oh, spent yeah. the past two years telling what, right? I've literally been saying this for two years, that and now you the- finally admit to it after and, – and here's the rub on all of this part, Pat, is that I have the question, is it going to matter? No. no. Why? Because you've spent no. two years literally – fear-mongering and panic poor but to see actual data like the one that's coming out of israel which has a significant number of their population already immunized it's really reassuring and i think having a vaccine that prevents transmission is really critically important that's why cdc has told us fully vaccinated individuals can congregate in small groups in close environments without wearing their masks this is for the vaccines that were already approved Look, this is some of the best news we've had in a long time in in the coronavirus pandemic. The idea that this is not just a vaccine that protects the individual, but that protects even people who are not vaccinated yet uh, because it prevents transmission. That really is a game changer in terms of how we think about this. We've talked for months about this idea of herd immunity, but we didn't have proof until now that vaccines would help prevent spread of the virus. So this is really... Well, officials here are very excited about this. The health secretary just called it superb news. And he said that it shows that this one particular vaccine, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, not only protects people, but it also works to slow down contagion. Now, we already knew that all of the vaccines that are currently on the market and the ones that are being rolled out 
prevent people from getting very sick. They prevent people from getting COVID and they work with about 60 to 95% efficacy. And despite all these mutation worries, there is some good news for the UK and that's that new research on the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine shows that it's still 76% effective even 90 days after just one dose. This is important because it supports the British government's controversial decision to space out vaccine doses by 12 weeks rather than the usual six. And Rosemary, that same research also suggests that the vaccine not only prevents people from getting sick, it also prevents transmission of the virus from person to person. One, that your chances of getting sick if you're vaccinated is low. Second, that your chances of infecting others uh, is low if you're fully vaccinated. And third, that the vaccines that we have work against the variants circulating in the United States. That the decision was based on studies showing that it is rare for vaccinated people to both catch and transmit the virus and that the vaccines work against the variants. But some are still pretty worried about this. I've got a view. Oh, like the good news, confirmation that the vaccines do work against the variants that we know are out there. Bad news, even when the Fed starts shipping out 10 million doses a week, that is still not going to be enough to meet the need. I think we understand the, the rhythms, the patterns of life, what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, and, and there is this general sense that we are coming out of it. And hopefully we are because the vaccines uh, do work against the variants. But Additionally, we are accumulating data that our authorized vaccines are effective against the variants that are circulating in this country. What? The fire truck. So if you live in a world in which you only watch CNN or MSNBC, this is the point of why I brought up wanting to go backwards and look at every single thing that I've said. Because if you watch MSNBC and CNN, you have literally been lied to for two years. And you have been brainwashed into believing Every single one of those statements to have been true. And I have a person, um, Pat, in in uh, private life, let's just put it that way, who gave me early on in the pandemic, right, in about April of 2020, gave me the idea that Attempting to talk data, reason, science, anything with people who are on the fear porn or panic porn train is useless. It's absolutely 100% pointless. That doesn't mean knowing the data and, and looking into it is pointless. It means arguing it was pointless. Who spent the better part of the 18, 19, 20 months of the pandemic, um, however many months have been going on, double, triple masking, first in line to get the vaccinations, right? Getting the boosters, making sure the kids are vaccinated, all those things, right? Watching CNN and MSNBC almost on a loop, living their life based off of the fear of COVID-19, Okay. But believing all of the things that you just heard to be true. So believing that vaccination would be the, the cure-all, right? 
then believing that vaccination wouldn't allow you to spread it. More importantly, it wouldn't get you severely sick. More importantly, that's more importantly that. As I was talking to somebody else um, and letting them know, you know, I was sick over, over Christmas, right? They proceeded to tell me that this individual whose kids are vaccinated, who has been vaccinated and boosted, husband vaccinated and boosted, All of them got COVID. All of them were sick around the same time I was. And this individual was pissed off about it, was shocked, dismayed, all of those things. Why? Because she believed all of these things that co- that came out of MSNBC and CNN's world, right? She lived in that bubble. Am I willing to grant the truth of some things that CNN and MSNBC have said? Absolutely. But that's because I want to get to the truth. I don't want to just be fed something and believe it. That's the fight that we are in right now. And that's why I played that. What? The absolute fire truck. For two years, you have been fed lies. And nobody has lied more than our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. This brings me to my second WTF moment. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The, The email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me, if you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath I, me I did to not do that? Be- you responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article yeah, you, in Wired, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific That's not what went on. You there you go again. That you was just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take you're down people— incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny. You deny. Right. But the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. And this was the people. We don't mean that we're for open borders, by the way. That's not what we mean, to be very clear on this. But what we were talking about is let's say that I'm Apple, for example. And let's say that uh, I want to hire somebody from Ireland, just as a as an example. Why should I have to, why should the government have any involvement in who I hire? Um, With that said, whoever I hire, I take full responsibility for if they do something stupid, like, I don't know, sell trade secrets to China. Or involved Um, in terrorism or. Right. Yeah. Like, like that It is on me to make, to, to vet whoever I'm going to hire and make sure that. They are here for the right reasons. And this is also saying, like, if I'm going to hire them, I also need them to work here. I bring them over from Ireland to America. So, 
but I need to make sure that, that we have it, have it right. And that we have the right person that we have someone that's going to be good for our country and for our company. And not just um, that, we have to streamline, and we could talk about policies, but it's right. an immigration policy that is on everything. He has tried it. Knowing that it's going to get struck down, knowing that it's unconstitutional, it doesn't matter. I'm going to signal that I'm going to do it. You're going to do my bidding for me because I own the oligarchy, because my party owns the oligarchy of the United States of America. And ironically, one of the people that hates the oligarchy the most is the most rich individual in this country, Elon Musk. But single-handedly, he's got nothing. He can't do anything. Sure, he's got more power than you and I combined, right? Right. That's why this speech yesterday was so dangerous, and that's why this thought process is so dangerous, and that's why you have to pay attention to what's going on in your workplace and fight it, right? Because if every workplace, if this becomes a norm of a workplace, right, what's to stop them from requiring this shot or that shot or this procedure or that procedure, right? What What's to require, what's to stop them from saying, um, you know, Pulling up your entire medical history and making sure because, hey, man, if you if you if you have too many comorbidities, um, I, I don't know if I can hire you because um, I don't know if I want to invest the money into somebody who could die. Right. That's where this is all heading. If you don't stop this right now. And, and if you think I'm being conspiratorial, that's fine. But take a look at their own words and their own actions. Take a look at the World Economic Forum. ESG. Look it up. I'm being deadly serious about this, folks. This is the world that you're going to live in if you allow this stuff to happen. They can't fire us all. I want you to remind, remember that. If, you, if enough of us stand up and say, no, I'm not giving you my status, number one. Number two... I, I don't need to take these things. Number three, screw you. What's going to happen? You have to hit them in the pocketbook. You have to hit them where it matters. You have this power. The truck driver has this power. You have this power. And on that note, for the weekend, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost wherever you are. No means no. And this seems very apt today, but let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Hashtag Bear Trail Biden. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.